Welcome back to Who the Fuck Are These Guys? How are you, Mako Shark? I'm good, Matty C. I'm very well, thank you very much. Episode 38, recording on a nice winter's night here in Melbourne. Gee whiz, it's cold out there, Matthew. I hope you've uh, rugged up, got the dome covered up during the day out there. Fuck me, is it chilly? Dome, dome yeah, I always forget to cover the dome, and it causes all sorts of grief to my body and my temperature gauge. But yes, I, as you mentioned off air, I've deboed up tonight. I've put the Debo shirt on, the flanny, yes. because it's just starting to get a little bit, a little bit chill. A bit cold, so Looking, yes, no. Uh, nice, hey. and, uh, nice and buttoned up. Debo, Debo, Debo. Everyone out there might know Debo. When Debo around, I'd be quiet. But when he leaves, my grandma gave I'd me that chain. Again. My grandma gave me that chain. He gonna <laughs> cry in that car. Anyway, you know, early you Friday know reference. In that Always car. good. Mm. <laughs> you got knocked good. the fuck out. All right. I tell you, I wish I had more Debo that I could go to because at one point in my life, we were going. We, you know, we were actually in high school paying like hard earned. Uh, Cole's sort of part-time job money to go and see like Friday the fifth one and just like, you know, just like the relative really? of the relative of the relative of Debo. It was a cultural thing for us, wasn't it really? It was fantastic. Might Loved go back it. and do a rewatch. You got it. The 90s, Chris Tucker, the number one, the original Friday, all-time classic. We should have to do like a, might do a watch-along on the podcast one day when we're out of ideas. <laughs> well, absolutely. And you mentioned episode 38. Now, this is... I've got a I've got a player for you, Mako Shark, that just covers both mm. bases. Touche Turtle, Shawnee Denham, played for both mobs. Done. There you go. I like it. Done. Because <laughs> I didn't have anything prepared. 38 is a tricky go. one. Fuck. Touche Shawnee Turtle, Shawnee Denham. I don't know. But yeah. I remember I was a kid and Dad go, Dad would always say, he looks like Touche Turtle. And I'd always go, ah, oh, yeah. But I actually don't have no idea who Touche, who the fuck is Touche Turtle? He must have been some sort of weird thing, Someone but that's what he looked 60s. like apparently. Some sort of 60s Some fucking cartoon. clown from the 60s, man. Good football. Good, honest footballer, Denim. I liked him. Yeah, no, good, honest up and down football. I'll tell you what, episode 38 is going to be a good, honest episode, isn't it, Matthew? We are presented, as always, by Palmerbet, mm. Gamble Responsibly, Australia's greatest punting agency, Matthew. They're with us. They're, uh, they're reliable. Yes. We like them. Yes. Juicy odds. Yes. Juicy. And, uh, We've been... Yes, when we look, we, we do say that they say they're making punting great again. We say we're making podcasting great again. But we also say, Mako Shark, like when you listen to our tips, we are pretty good. We get, we get them pretty right. But still got to do your own diligence and just gamble responsibly. Don't go out and just put a whole pay packet to the back of what we mm-hmm. say because that would be do not do that. imbecilic. But anyway, no, we're, they're a great supporter of ours. And you don't you said good honest. I think this episode is going to be a little bit better than good honest. We've, we've, um, do you want me to tell the listeners who we've got coming up? Because oh, I'm a little bit excited. This is... Um, you don't see much media from this guy. You don't see much media from mm-hmm. him in his short but explosive career thus far. But I reckon this is this is big for us to get him. Um, tell the listeners, Mako Shark, I'm a bloody excited. I'll tell you what. We've always said it on this podcast, mate. We are the ground floor merchants here on Who the Fuck Are These Guys. We get on ground floor. We get early. We get the early bird special. We jump on board mm-hmm. and we ride these men to the top. And we're talking the butcher, Matthew. Oh, the boy. Butcher Nikita Zoo. You want to talk about a, a, a fucking family lineage? We're talking royalty in not only royalty. just Australian boxing, but world boxing, Matthew. The Zoo family, they are they don't even need an introduction, to be honest with you, but we'll give him one anyway, because it's the youngest of the crew, Nikita. As you said, he's just started up his little pro career. He's two and oh, he's butchered. Two blokes, as his name would suggest, and he's got a third one on the way. <laughs> ben Horn, if you're out there, if you're listening, mate, cross my heart, I think you're in a bit of trouble, son. 
bit of trouble. Bit of trouble. Benny Horn, uh, Jeffy's brother there's uh, trying to pump him up, I saw, during the week. But no, no, no. This is a live kill. We'll get into it, uh, obviously. But, yeah, this is this is one where I say put your, your hard-earned on, uh, on on our man, the butcher. Then it may, may, he, he, George Costanza's favourite boxer too. Did you know that? Who's that? Nikita or, or Kostya? Nikita. Or can't, what do you – is he? Tell me why. Yeah. Think. Think about it. What did he? Butcher, what, what did we Nikita. get? Architecture. Of course, Art Van der Lay. That's right. Oh, a new addition to the Guggenheim, Matthew. Really didn't take you that did. long either. Fuck <laughs> you did. Hell. Didn't oh, take that long. Importer, exporter. You to pick up where I was going with that. Sorry. I thought that you were was, all over it. I was thinking boxing. I was thinking can't stand you. Is there some sort of cost you can't stand you mix up? I'm going. Oh, I was all over the shop, but no. You've brought to architecture. And uh, you've actually done quite well there. I think he, I uh, he's not. Yeah, fuck. I, I'm excited because, like you said, we we we. I feel like we're almost that. Uh, <laughs> we're that sleazy investor guy with these. We're trying to get in on the ground floor because our theory is, give enough of these, get on board with these guys. One of them is going to take us to the moon. But this one, I don't feel like this guy falls under the same umbrella. I think he's destined from his lineage and from what we've seen so far. Regardless if we're getting on at the ground floor, he's. He's going big oh. places, this boy. Big places. Um, yep. Look, it's it's a stepping stone to the brother, and it's a stepping stone to the father. I'd love to get the father on. We'll get him. You want to talk about, we'll fa- you want to talk about media? You want to talk about media maker shark? I mean, he's done probably a quarter of the media that we've already done, and we've only been around for nine months. So he he's probably the hardest man to get. It'd be good to chat to him about that. Why the family seems a little bit sort of uh, you know they just I guess they're all about business, aren't they? They're all about not letting their mouth run. And we have seen uh, his brother get the better of a man trying to run his mouth too. And you sent me that link when um, when oh, uh, old mate Zarafa tried to be funny and tough and he <clears> just <throat> hit him like straight up. No, like there was no mo. It was just like, I'm just hitting you with facts. Like, Painful. mate, smart boys is what I'm probably going the long way. They seem just too smart to get involved in all the shit. Very smart operators. Very, yes, very so. straight up and down smart operators, these boys, Matt. And if you're a smart operator, Mako Shark, like many a listener of recent, we've, we've been going on the moon. We'll get into some numbers a bit later, but we've, we, we like to give ourselves a pat in the back. We've been going nuclear on the charts, mm. on the numbers, but we haven't been going char- uh, nuclear on the algorithm. But I will say, for the, the, the many a new listener coming in off the back of the butcher. Do you want to just give them a little run through and what they might expect on top of the interview? Because the interview is obviously the main attraction. But don't just tune out. We like you to hang no, around don't and tune out. have a little listen. Yeah, don't tune out on the boys. We're going to come up any minute now. Just about imminent, really. We're going to get to the butcher. But I'm just going to crap on a little bit longer here. Crap on just a little mm. bit longer. We've got a lot coming up, Matthew. We've got UFC to cover. We've got UFC to review. We've got UFC to preview. We've got a heavyweight boxing clash that went down on the weekend. We've got a yes. Mako Shark Tank who, I'll tell you what, no one needs introductions from that because everyone knows what's about to happen. But uh, look, heaps to go, heaps to come. It's just going to continue. If you're just joining us, get around us, follow us, give us a subscribe, give us a like, give must. us five stars. You. Some fuckhead right out there must yeah. have given us like a one star on the Spotify, blew up our five star rating. We're up at a 4.8 or something now, and I'm a little filthy on it. I feel so like one of those angry restaurant that. owners where you just feel like you're – it's all one Hard way. On the, people can just like if I I could just right now open my phone and give twenty one stars to podcasts right. I've yep. never listened to just to be a prick. Unfair. And there's no Unfair. like no there's no one to answer to. I don't like it. You got to write why, and you got to you got to. They should make you have to listen to five episodes in full before you can even give a rating. Is what I. And we should get, get the, the right to reply. We should get Correct. the right to reply. 
But we digress. Mm. We probably look a bit salty right now. For the new <laughs> listeners, we're not salty. We're good fellas. I'm just about to do a burp. I've had a whiskey. I'm sorry about that. But uh, here he comes, Matthew. Here he here comes. Come. The Butcher. Undertaker music. Big fight Undertaker. against Ben Horn on the 20th of July. We're going with him. The Butcher. Nikita Zoo. Here he is. We are back again this week with another exciting guest, mate. We are here with the butcher, Nikita Zoo, mate. Thank you heaps for joining us. It's fight week, seven days out. How are you feeling? Good. Uh, body's feeling strong. Uh, this is like all the hard work has already been done. So now it's just about kind of making yourself feel good and just enjoying the moment. So this is the most chill part of the experience. You talk about enjoying the moment and, you know, unbelievable talent and bloodline that you've got. From looking at afar, the first sort of fight, the first round or a little bit after that, you sort of looked a bit, you know, a bit nervous and then you had some words from your your grandpa and your brother and then you just sort of seemed to flick a switch and, yeah, just put on an absolute class and then taking that into the second fight. Do you you not get – is that that sort of first round, maybe a little bit of the nerves, do you get those still or – because you're obviously just just starting out. How do you, how do you feel going into your third fight? Because it was evident that sort of just whatever they said to you just sort of clicked, and then since then you've just looked absolutely seamless and like the utmost professional. So just interested to know how you're feeling going into that third fight. So the first fight, it was I was honestly just trying to absorb the moment and kind of understand this new world that I've entered. I've mm. the amateurs, it's completely different. There's no spotlight. There's no darkened exterior or uh, background. There, it's usually not like fully quiet. There's always a bit of noise going on, but it was just mm. a whole new set of emotions, new sensations going through my head that I was just trying to take in everything whilst not getting hit, not getting hurt. So there was a lot going on in, in one little moment. And yeah, I expected that kind of start in the professional game. Yeah, and absolutely. In the in the second fight, I also kind of like at first I wasn't. I was kind of t- taken by surprise when he just like rushed at me and started just throwing attacks after attack, and that was a bit of just the rookie mistake of not expecting everything and not being fully yes. prepared for it. But once I kind of felt a bit more comfortable, I started to just execute the game plan. And now this third well, fight going in, there is a lot more comfort because mm. I I've experienced it twice already. I've mm-hmm. I know what to expect. There's not going to be any um, there's not going to be any surprises. I don't feel because I've envisioned so many different scenarios going on. How how he could come at me if he's going to try and box? If he's going to try and rush? If what what kind of game plan could he have? It's this is like mm. the stepping stones of experience that I'm glad that I've already kind of started to think about and started to prepare for. 
We talk about yeah. that, mate. Like, you're 2-0 at the moment. You're getting into your third fight now and you're feeling more comfortable. There's not many fighters out there that turn pro and have the uh, amount of exposure and attention on them like you have. Obviously, with the name Zoo, you're going to have that attention. Obviously, you expect it. But how have you uh, taken that sort of pressure on? Just a man in his first fight, second fight, you're headlining events. It's all centered around you. It's pretty bloody intimidating, I would have thought. But uh, how have you managed to sort of just deal with that sort of pressure? Look, you can either let the pressure crack you or you can let it create something different. Like I see this pressure or this opportunity as just a gift and just a uh, yeah, a gift is one of the most uh, is one of the best words I can use to describe it because I have this huge platform that I've started on. There is a, there is the pressure. It is heavy, but I. I think they it always keeps me clear in the head. It keeps me focused and keeps me sharp because I know that all eyes are watching. I know that kind of I'm in I'm in the spotlight and it's very not many people get this kind of opportunity. So it's more about just making the most of it and not taking anything for granted. Absolutely. There's, we see it with footballers sometimes, like the son of a champion will come in and they have all this expectation on him. A lot of people sort of say, oh, he's only getting a game because of his dad, this and that. Do you feel that at all? Has there been negativity on you, people saying, oh, he's only getting all the attention because of his dad and his brother? Or are you using that as fuel to sort of stick it up people and say, hang on a minute, I'm just as good as anyone else. I deserve this. No, well, I don't really focus on or really listen to any anything from the outside world. I'm in a little yeah. bubble at my home. Mm-hmm. I'm in a little bubble in the information that comes into my head, into the things that I listen to, the things that I filter in. Everything for me, it's just been positive at this point in time. My manager has to deal with all the negativity and all the backlash. But that's why we have such a great team because we all have our own little responsibilities. We all have our own designations and... We're all helping each other. And with Glenn, the stuff that he does for me, it's just it's it's so warming in the heart that he has our best interests in mind. Perfect. Absolutely. I mean you've you had your you had your brother and your grandpa, you know, beside you in your first two fights. How important have they been just from a calming aspect for you and sort of getting feedback and Obviously, your brother's going through it and fast-tracking as well and came in with the same expectations you did, and he's turned that into a positive and obviously fighting for a world title just got announced today. But how important is it having, like you've talked about, the close circle, but trusted people and also people like your brother that are are currently doing it and experiencing it, someone you can just bounce genuine things off and get a straightforward, honest answer and, you know, turn that into a, you know, how you go about it. Has that been a really big um, plus for you? My brother, he's like a, he's just the source of information and same as my grandfather. (laughs) Honestly, anyone in my team is just like, I feel like I've got a library around me and I'm just walking through like this bookstore and these books are just like throwing themselves at me and I'm just being shot with them because I don't have to, I don't have to ask for these, uh, for the kind of things that they say to me. They kind of just bring it out onto me and they help me through seeing what I'm going through, through, yeah, just they see the kind of, ex- the experience of my grandfather 
train being with my dad's career the whole time. He's got so much information in his head, and now my brother's career. There's so much that that we've kind of improved on and fine tuned for myself. And yeah, it's uh, it's just it's just wonderful having to all the three, yeah, with my uncle as well. Massive, mate. Well. Let's talk about the fight, your third fight coming up against Ben Horn next week, uh, Wednesday on the 20th. It was a battle of the brothers, mate. How, uh, how are you taking that on board? Because I've seen uh, Tim and Jeff have been going back and forth on social media a little bit. Uh, do you think Ben Horn is going to match up on you, mate? Because I think he's in a bit of trouble. Um, well, he talks about like this big family rivalry, but for me, it's... I just see this as another fight and just another night where I'm just going to take care of business. I don't focus too much on all the the kind of media sides. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really know how to put it else in put it, put it into words. But for me, it's just a night where I'm fighting. And if it was Ben Horn, if it was someone else, doesn't matter. I've got the same kind of mentality going in. I've got the same preparation, the same work ethic, and yeah. I love that. Everything else is just noise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Let let the uh, let the brothers do the uh, do the internet stuff, mate. You go in there and just do what you do, because I, I dare say the uh, Jeff would be building his brother up and sort of you know saying that you know when he beat Pacquiao and trying to sort of really build the big upset, and that's what he'll be setting himself for. But if you're not even listening to any of that noise, it, it doesn't matter what they're doing because you just go in and do do what you do. And we had Jai Apatire on, and, you know, that uh, his opponent recently was doing all the same sort of stuff, the uh, all the interviews and the bad-mouthing. And he said, I haven't listened to any 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 of it. I don't, I don't buy into any of that stuff. So all that energy is just wasted energy that they could be looking into their own camp and, putting into their own training, but they're worried about the, the, the lip. So it, it sounds like you've got a really good understanding at, in, in, at an early age in the, in the sport of, mm. you know, how not to waste your time. Yeah, because when I was outside of when I was outside of boxing and in my studies, I was – I kind of did my research on what I was getting myself into, did my research on the kind of people that are around, the – the things that people do to kind of get under your skin. And if you don't listen to them, they're, they're just shooting empty bullets. Like it's yeah. nonsense. They can, they can talk and they're just wasting, yeah, they're wasting their own energy. Good on them yeah. for talking, but it's not coming in. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot, mate. Tell us how you uh, went through that. You went away from boxing at about, what, 16, did you? I can't remember exactly what age you walked away uh, from it, but 17. you went and... 17, and did architecture. Was that just a passion of yours from a young age? Did you ever think that you would give away boxing back then or was it just a spur-of-the-moment type of thing? You got sort of burnt out maybe? For me, it was the the shame of uh, repeating year 11 that got me to put boxing to the side and okay. just finish my finish my studies. I had to finish year 11, year, uh, year 12, and... I was honestly always a bit of a dumbass at school. I was always in the lowest classes. Didn't mate, really have away, any mate. Stow away. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, they're the funnest classes to be in. That's where all the troublemakers are. 
<laughs> we didn't go on to do architecture though, so you, you've you've obviously lifted a bit there. Yeah, um, but it was, it was interesting because architecture it came into my life in year eight when we had it as an elective in visual arts, and it was the one thing, one subject ever that kind of got me to be really curious and. At at year year eight, I was <laughs> I was a bad kid. I was <laughs> I got suspended multiple times. I was just just chaotic and just a massive troublemaker. So this one thing kind of came into my life and it brought focus and interest. It was only for a short period of time. So then once it was it was gone, it kind of faded into the back of my head. And yeah. then after I graduated uh, high school. I kind of thought of doing, had had the idea of doing it. I was initially planning on studying something else, but I didn't reach the mark for the ATAR, ATAR um, what I had to do to get into uni. So then I reevaluated and that kind of worked out perfectly. Because then architecture crept into, back into my life. I saw a different way of getting into it because architecture is a very difficult subject to get into. It's like yeah, 95 in the ATAR or 90 in the ATAR. And me being in the lowest classes, I always thought, yeah, that's in the bin, Achieve. no way. Yeah, It's a cool yeah. thing, but I just, I can't achieve it. But then I found out a way to get in through TAFE and an extra two years. So for me, it was a little bit of a slower journey into architecture, but I, like going, going through TAFE was probably the best option for me because I got to learn about the technical side, the actual learning about programs, learning about like theory before getting into the actual architecture school where actually mm -hmm. where I was dumped with tons and tons of work. So I got to create a little personality for myself. I got to really think about it because table's, table's kind of easy. I kind of mm -hmm. aced that. Um, you don't have to be a genius to really pass it. And... <laughs> But yeah, that's that's where it all began. All began the the failure, the fear of failure, or the fear or the shame of repeating year eleven. Because I went on my in year eleven, the my final tournament was the Australian Championships in Perth, and they were on the exact same week as the as the first set of year eleven exams. So I. Being the person that I am, I didn't tell anybody that I was going to Australian Championships. I miss out on all my exams, get zero. And then my teachers come up to me and say, if you didn't get your shit together, oops, sorry. <laughs> I didn't, didn't mean no, to no, swear. you can I swear away, mate. Go the fuck for it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, if you, if you didn't get your poo together, um, <laughs> you're going to be repeating. And that kind of like, oh, I'm not doing I'm not, I can't do that. I can't be that person that repeated my... My brother, my cousin, yeah. they're never going to let me live it down. <laughs> they're always yeah. going to hold and, it. And your mates. Your mates would just have you for toast if they go ahead exactly. and you stay you're, you're yeah. just yeah, nothing worse. You're a walking, walking punching bag of insults. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, yeah, that, that simple thing kind of got me straight and made me put boxing on the side. And I honestly never expected to get back into it because once I got – but a role of this taste of education and this taste of actually being a bit smart. It was something I've never experienced before in my life. So 
I, I just enjoyed it. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about that. So you've got sort of uh, you've gone away from boxing and experienced life outside of it. Was boxing just a distant memory? Did you think you weren't ever going to get back into it? And what did draw you back into it eventually? So I did try to get back into it multiple times during the course of TAFE, during the course of uni. But it never really came to be because I kept getting injured before a fight. I had a, uh, like three or four fight uh, preps and an injury would happen very close to the fight and I just wasn't able to continue with it. And this kind of started to build on me mentally and make, maybe I started to seek maybe it's fate, fate that I'm not meant to get back into this sport. Something's telling me, my body's kind of telling me, don't do this, it's not worth it. Um, but then I got to the point where during lockdown, I was sitting there just reevaluating myself. I was just sitting there on my computer and thinking, I can't do this for the rest of my life. I, I can't let this, this distant memory of this sport to just fade into darkness. And because I, I finished at 17, I mm. felt like I had a lot of potential in the sport. I was leaving out of the kind of the peak that I was achieving or the peak that I was um, performing at in the amateurs. And I always wanted to go to the world championships. That was something that I always wanted because I was selected for the world championships when I was like 16, but I had a growth spurt. So I was just wasn't able to make the weight. I grew like, I think like seven kilos within uh, straight after the Aussies and just, mm -hmm. There was no chance I was able to make that weight again. So yeah. That also was kind of like holding on to me. Like, oh, I never got to perform at that world mm -hmm. level and really show my showcase my skills. So there was always like these little things that I knew that I'd regret for the rest of my life if I didn't go for it. Like boxing, it's it's such a short period of your life. You can't do it for for long, and it's only when you're young. So you either do it or don't. And you've you've obviously now got something to fall back on. You know, you can have your whole boxing career, and then you've got something that you still. I'm I'm sh I'm not sure if you still enjoy architecture, but you've got that there as a absolute. You know what I mean? Like some people don't have that, so you've gone around it the other way around and gone and got an education. And I'm a, I'm a bit like George Costanza. I don't know if, how well you like Seinfeld, but I love. I'm a failed sort of architect. I, I'm not. I was never smart at school. I love it. I love all the shows. But you probably only have to watch the last season of Grand Designs to not want to be an architect because they aged <laughs> thirty years in a in a in a space of like eighteen months. So you probably mm -hmm. were sitting at your computer and thinking, yeah, boxing's probably a little bit more appealable at the minute. <laughs> yeah, well, I I don't see it as something to fall back on. I see it as something to work for. Mm. Boxing, it's a part of my life or a stage in my life where I can really generate a lot of income and sure. have a f have financial freedom for the next stage in my life. And mm -hmm. yeah, spot on. I have something to work on. I have I have some I have that motivation, I have that goal that yes, I gotta work my ass off in this short period of time. So then the the next stage of my life, yeah. past boxing, I I also have a plan. I also have something secured. No doubt, it's smart. And now that you're back in, mate, you jump back in with both feet. Obviously, that's uh, your total focus now. Take us through uh, your mentality now that you're back in at 100%. They call you the butcher. Take us back. Why do they call you the butcher? We know it's because you like to just fucking slaughter dudes in the ring, but did you always have that mentality growing up when you were younger or is it something you've sort of tapped into now that you just, once you step in between the ropes, it just seems like 
you become a different bloke because you're pretty mild-mannered with us now, pretty mm. calm, pretty chilled. But uh, I think you like the violence, don't you? No, this stuff has always been within me. I was a crazy kid from the very start. I, there was something about blood that really excited me, which is quite sinister when you think about it. But I used to all, because the, the way me, my brother, my cousin, my older cousin would play was would be through sport and mostly through boxing. So I was always having bloody noses. Blood was just always around me. Whenever we played soccer, I'm slide tackling them. Like I'm injuring myself. I'm putting my body on the line. And Studs most up. of the time, I'm bleeding afterwards. And it was just something that was always part of my childhood, part of the way I did things, just doing things to the absolute limit and putting your body on the line. That's something that I I just can't do. I can't not do. Yeah. And the, the nickname Butcher, I honestly am not the biggest fan of it. I didn't mean for it to become a nickname, but... It was something my mate uh, at the gym, Ned, um, Ned Kane, he used to describe myself and my brother. Tim being a surgeon where he, mm-hmm. he gets those clean cuts. He does things so beautifully, but then I'm the messy version. I'm the one that can get the <laughs> same job done, can get the same cuts, but bones are going to be broken. <laughs> I like things it. I like it a lot. all over the place. <laughs> who won the scraps growing up? Did you and your brother fight much? And the cousin that you mentioned, who uh, did you ever get one over him? And or you know, no, who, I, who never was... did. Nah. I never did. No, I never did. Surgeon beats the butcher. Well, I, was, I, was, I was pretty short as a kid. Well, I was still yeah, not yeah. you had the growth spurt. Yeah. And my yeah. cousin, like nearly six foot, so he's a giant. And I've I've been knocked out multiple times. Where, like I'm out cold. Uh, <laughs> by my brother, by my cousin, and it was Jesus. just part of my childhood. Maybe that's where my um, <laughs> my poor educational skills started with. That's why I was in a lost class. We got knocked in the head so many times. <laughs> my brain yeah, you don't get knocked in the head too often. <laughs> Bloody <laughs> yeah, hell. Yeah, like three, three, four moments where I got actually properly knocked out cold. And then As a, kid, a lot of mm. body shots that have kind of made my stomach raw. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Probably holds you in good stead, though. Like, if you said you've got Tim Zoo just knocking you out as a kid, so what are these blokes <laughs> going to be able to do to you now? Like, fucking nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyone can punch me. I'm already used to it. <laughs> Absolutely. We, gotta, uh, we, we know you, we're pressed for time, mate, but we've got to ask you about the entrance with The Undertaker and uh, another yeah. fighter, Israel Adesanya, came out to it the other day. <laughs> Did he rip you, you off? Is he we we on the podcast last week? We actually said he ripped you off, not the Undertaker. So we we went with you for the homegrown talent. But um, what what made you come out to the Undertaker? Is are you a fan of that, or you just thought it's a cool sort of spectacle? Just interested. Um, my manager Glenn actually came up with the idea, and because yeah. I proposed a different one, I proposed coming out to like some hard style track where because that's the kind of music I like listening to, like. <laughs> But then I tried to think about it, like, no, probably not the, probably not the best thing. And then he came up with maybe something dark, maybe something like WWE came up. Uh, Undertaker, I was like, oh yes, yes, let's stick with that because Undertaker was someone that I loved as a child. I loved seeing his eyes go back. I loved the the intimidation that he brought. That yeah, that slow walk. It yeah, always freaked me out because I thought wrestling was. Real for quite a bit of time. <laughs> so did I, mate. So did I. 
then yeah that, I, I, i'm actually curious whether he saw my entrance or someone mentioned it to him or he actually came up with it himself that's actually interesting like adesanya yeah. Yeah. Well, we're yeah. fans of the style bender, but I reckon he's he's ripped it off of you 100. percent He would have seen it. He's got some Australian ties with the Volk and guys like that. So I reckon there would have been a crossover for sure. That's yeah. awesome. Though. I feel good about that. Eh? <laughs> well, we're saying it, not nothing, but I reckon it has to. It got a bit of media attention. You know, he's, yeah. he's pretty. Uh, he's pretty he did pull it off pretty well, though. Like he I liked it with you, and it was good. Those, those like ashes or whatever he was holding. Like, yeah, that was urn. Urn. You'll have to find an urn before next week, man. <laughs> I'm going. I'm coming up to something different for this next fight. Uh, Stone Cold. Say, if, you need, if you need a, if you needed a Paul Bearer, I could have. I'll, I'll play that part pretty well. Take it back in the days. Well, mate, listen. We won't keep you all night because you've been very generous to jump on with us, mate. But uh, so, just tell the fans out there, anyone that's listening to the pod that hasn't seen the Butcher fight yet, next Wednesday night. At the Horden Pavilion in Sydney, Ben Horn. It could be his last fight, I reckon. I'm scared for Ben Horn at this point. But uh, just tell the fans what they can expect and uh, just any shout-outs you want to give to anyone out there and uh, what they can expect. That's it, mate. We're just happy to have you on. Um, stuff to expect. Don't expect it to be... Don't expect the judges to have control over this fight. That's what I'm going to say. I like the judges, they can, they can take a little smoko this week. <laughs> I got, I got Unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks. Thank you for having me, guys. This was. I would love it, mate. It was it was really to have you on. Good on you. Thanks, Cheers, guys. Mate, we got. Look forward to talking to you again one day. Cheers, brother. Good luck. Yeah, fine. Cool. See you guys. Boy, oh boy, where are we? We mentioned that it's very uh, few and far between from the media performances from the family in general and especially uh, the butcher Nikita in his early career. But I tell you what, the man is polished, the man is learned, the man is smart, the man delivers beautiful, uh, what am I trying to say here? Try, uh, constructed interviews, Mako Shark. And he just, uh, what a man. Are you excited by chatting to him now, or do you, do you, do you feel like we got a lot out of him? What, how, how are you going with Mate, it? I was already excited for this young man's career that's just starting to percolate. Well, but after the percolate, chat, after the chat, he's percolating. The career's percolating. It's going to start <laughs> boiling over any minute. July twentieth, mm. I reckon it will. But uh, after having him on, having a chat to the young fella, I'm just excited. I, I can't wait. I feel invested. I'm looking forward to it. I just like uh, yes. the way he operates. Yes. Like he's just two different men, Matthew. Two different men. Very mild yeah. mannered. Very straight up and mild down. Man. Nice kind of character off Broadway. But once you get him yeah. in the ring, mate. <laughs> once you get him between those ropes, he becomes something different, doesn't he, Matthew? He becomes a. And he's he a really bit of a killer too. You watch him fight. You're watching those yeah, two he, fights. He's a bit of a he killer. Like on he's it. got this. Got this sort of. Um, not a pretty boy look, but he's a handsome young man. And, like, he doesn't look like he'd be a killer. You get him in there and he flicks a switch and it's like, mm-hmm. hang on a mm-hmm. second, you've mm-hmm. made a big, big, big error. And, like, even when we were at the Zarafa uh, head splitter press conference, you know, there was another guy trying to call him out. I don't think they, I don't think you want this smoke. Nah. I don't think you really do. You just like Mate. to associate names with big names. But this, this boy can – and the first fight – 
you could see he had a bit of uh, nerves. And then when his brother and, and, and grandpa had a chat to him at the uh, at the first break there, he came out a completely different man and almost continued that on in that second fight. So, yeah, easy oh work. Oh, boy, Ben Horn, uh, yeah, I'd be... Uh, I'd be looking for a hammy injury or a little twangy twanger. I'd be going uh, anywhere oh, I just could. Send, send I a picture of one COVID. of the COVID things? Yeah, you know, a little wrap Just licking walls. Just go <laughs> suck people's coughs at the, at the bank or pop <laughs> into the fucking coughs. sauna. Wow, suck it. Many a different thing, Ben Horn. I'd be getting COVID <laughs> into me ASAP, getting out of this fight because you're in trouble, son. Oh, I think you're in trouble, trouble, to be honest. Look, we're not going to go too trouble. far, but I think you're in a bit of trouble, mate. Like. Yeah, no. Yeah, man, Nikita. Oh, mate, I was happy with that, Matthew. I hope you were happy with it. I think I, I've got a another great love, interview. Love for him too, because I'm a bit of a Costanza. I, I love the architecture. You do love um, it, don't you? I, I love it. I love all the shows. I'm, a, I'm an old man trapped in a youngish. I'll say mid young, maybe getting yep. on the back of young man, sort of uh, that, yeah, getting close to forty. But geez, I love them. I love all the shows. They get me really excited. And I tell you, it's a real fast way to make your wife fall asleep on the couch, putting grand designs on. On a Tuesday night at nine o'clock, she does not appreciate my love of architecture well, or the butcher's love of architecture. But sometimes you just got to you got to love what you love, Mako Shark. The designs are pretty grand, Matthew. It must be said. <laughs> I just love the fact that when they start it, they have this bullshit budget in mind. They look healthy. They got money at that point, and then you fast forward, and the person that's like the builder and the guy that's building it or the woman that's building it ages sixty five years. Their life's over and they're shattered right. with everything, but they've got the house. It's just Tough it's quite, I, and I love how the, the Australian host dresses to his to his client. It makes me crack up. So if he's in like Northcote, he's got like a hipster hat on. If he goes rural, he's got like a big fuck off scarf, and he's wearing his like Harry William. Williams. He really, yeah, chameleons. I, that, yeah, I don't know. Do you ever watch that one? Uh, do you ever watch Love It or List It, Matthew, with the fucking Love It, Ponce, Love It, Ponce from the block? Yeah. Neil, Whit- uh, Neil Whitaker. I'm going to love it. I'm a big witty. I'm a big witty. Uh, I'm a big witty. Yeah, guy. he's very suave. He's getting a bit fat, yeah. but um, he's a suave operator. I, I don't mind. No, the love he, it or List It. There's that little tremble. He's always. The, the listeners can't, Ooh. but when he like when he like shows them the house, and he's all yeah, excited yeah, yeah. that he's what he's done. He's a bit. It gets I'll a little. Be, uh, it's a body tremor. Most of the time, I'm most tired. Oh no, Tash, Tash, and I reckon that they they sometimes just say love it because they feel sorry because he does such a good job. Yes. Every single one he of them, when the job. agent says, "And now your house is worth three hundred and seventy thousand more, and you're only invested sixty, mm. as if anyone on the planet's going, "No, no, we'll." Stay in this place that we didn't really like in the uh, first place. No, no, we're going to sell. Just because we've anyway, done a mate. fucking anyway. <laughs> Hopefully, Nikita. So if we get that big, could the be a, who the fuck are these guys? Who the fuck are these guys? Architecture sideshow because I could talk about it for hours, as you can tell. I love it. I love you're it. Have a lot of uh, else side, I love Mako Shark. Side missions. What's that? This next thing coming up, we talk about side shows, and we talk about. When I say sideshow, I don't mean as in a fun, like he's being a goofball sideshow. I mean, uh, as a brand, as a brand of this podcast, we could have a whole nother 38 episodes just filled with this next segment, Mako Shark, because we're going to talk about the numbers of what the socials have been doing for the show in itself. Do you know, Mako Shark, that the numbers of this next segment are three times, four times, five times, six times, seven times, a billion times bigger than that? People don't even realise and grasp the concept of how good a segment this is, right? I get... 
absolutely inundated. And I've got my profile set on private, so I don't even know how it happens, but people unlock the privacy to inundate me and start requesting. And I say, I told you, I don't know what he's going to talk about, this guy. I don't know where he's going to do. I don't know where he's going to go with it, Mako Shark. But this segment is my favourite segment. It's the people's favourite segment. It's the punter's favourite segment. It is the Mako Shark Tank. What a fucking dodgy dog shit operation this is, mate. mate. I tell you what, who the fuck is getting on one of these fucking, these fucking floating RSLs in the sea, mate? Have you seen what's <laughs> happened? We're in the middle of a pandemic. Everyone's I haven't seen what's happened. No. Tell me. What do you think is going to happen, Matthew, when they wheel them out again? All of a sudden, the cruise ships are back. The boomers and the geriatrics are all getting out there on their walkers and their fucking Zimmer frames, Matthew. They're boogieing on down on the fucking deck, looking at some fucking, having a pina colada while I look over the bloody Hamilton Island or some bullshit like that, right? And what's happened? Mm -hmm. Bang. Hundreds and hundreds of people struck down with COVID. It's on the news. They They're docking the ships. They're taking people off. Everyone's up in arms. You've got a current affair. You've got Tracy Grimshaw doing bloody well, exclusives. Old people are dying. And I'm like, hey, fucking pop quiz hot shot. What the fuck do you think's going to happen? You get on a bloody cruise ship with about 75 million other geriatrics. You're all going to get sick and you're all going to start dropping. Are you fucking kidding me? There's this is there's a bomb on the bus. Hey, pop, pop quiz, quiz Jack. <laughs> hey, Mako Shark. You mentioned docking yeah. there. I'm just going to rewind a bit. Docking was. Docking, uh, yeah. Remember that the big male sex orgy that went on that created like a massive uh, on the cruise ships. There was a it's big male them, sex yeah. orgy on the cruise <laughs> that then was the was the reason that COVID. So that you're talking about docking the ship. There's a I think there's some penis docking. That are causing it too. There's foreskins and there's helmets docking <laughs> and there's COVID running rampant, Matthew. And I'm just like, I'm sitting here going, as if, A, who the fuck goes on a cruise anyway to begin with? Like, mm-hmm. What are you doing, mate? Like, as I Deviant. said, it's a floating RSL. Why would you do it? Just go enjoy your life somewhere else better now, than a 59-year-old man, 59, 69-year-old man actually goes in there and tries to pick up an 85-year-old woman with money. That, that's, that's what, what it is, that's isn't what, it? Just that's what it is. 100%. Absolute derelicts on these ships, mm. right? But then the cheek for everyone to act surprised and up in arms that all of a sudden COVID's just gone rampant on a fucking cruise ship in the middle of the pandemic. The numbers are through the roof. No one gives a fuck about that, right? But on a cruise ship, you've Gotta understand that's the risk you take, Matthew. And I'm the Mako Shark, and I'm not putting up with it. I think it's just the circulating the air in those crap little just, rooms. You're in these crap little cabins. These, these, these cruisers are too. Oh. They rot you, and then they throw in the alcohol. Chatty, shout out to Chatty, one of my great mates from uh, from my CUB days. He's an older fellow, took me under his wing. Love him, big Geelong man, the man from Grovey. Love him. He's the Love he's him. a massive, massive cruise guy, right? Stop it. He loved, but then he goes, they hitch because he just. He's just lazy. So his wife wants to go on a holiday. He goes, we'll get five couples. We'll do that. I can drink piss from 8 a.m. till 8 p.m. They've got casinos on board. He's a rabid gambler, mm. loves the cassette. So it ticks all his boxes, but he goes, they really get you with the alcohol package. Because what they do is they have the, the, the drinks at a, such an expensive price. If you're a second or a third or a fourth or a fifth-time cruiser, you know those prices are coming. But then they offer you the alcohol package. But he said Tokens. it's very hard then to get a drink. So you've got the unlimiteds, but, like, staff aren't anywhere all of a sudden. You of know, course. They sort of recognise where the wristband. Swindle. It's a swindle. It's a swindle. 
And like you said, anyone that's doing a cruise, what are you doing with your life? Just go and fucking, I don't know, don't do a cruise. I'm 75. There's nowhere on earth I'd rather be less right now than fucking a death ship. The P&O death ship, Matthew. I'm telling you Tell what. Tell you who would love cruises. These people have to fucking Pirates cruise. would have hard-ons for these cruise ships when you start going through Ransacking, the uh, – Mate. The Caribbean. You could just the, have the, the, Caribbean. the bloody Baltic Sea. I wanted to be um, geographically correct in my comment then, but I think there is still some pirates through that Sri Lankan sort of area too. And I'll tell you what, if you're cruising through there, you're in big time. The pirates would just love it. These geriatrics that sort of get a little bit – I reckon they're two two sheets to the wind done at 24-7, so they don't really ever have their wits about them. You could really pirate them, couldn't you? You could take their fucking belongings. You could could do all sorts of things to them. Well, they're all all in bed. They're all coughing their lungs. They've got COVID, mate. You can do what you want to them. Just take anything they've got. Just absolutely decimate their entire financial status because they can't. They can't move. How many deaths? Any deaths? I don't think any deaths yet, mate. But uh, mm. I don't know. I just I caught wind of it on the news, and I'm like, who the fuck? What's a cruise ship's fork? capacity for dead bodies? Do you reckon? I reckon you could fit 12, 13 people mm. in a little uh, makeshift. You'd hate to have a big morgue, couldn't you? Well, I don't know. That's why I asked because you, uh, yeah. I mean, I was I at the Noosa Maybe Surf just, Club. Uh, this isn't. A, I was at a surf club and someone drowned, and they wheeled them underneath, right? Because I was watching it because mm. I'm an observant bastard, as you know. I, I, I tend to pick up on things. Me and Tasha having a fucking fisherman's basket, watching a man drown because the uh, lifeguards had gone home. This idiot had had drinks and then thought he'd swim. And Noosa's a renownedly hard beach to swim in. Anyway, fast forward, they just wheeled him under the surf club. The body, right? Just weirding. But the surf club continued to just act as if no one was dead. But I then, I'm trying to go a fucking prawn, and there's a man underneath me dead. I just found it weird. So I wonder um, if they do they alert people on the ships that there's dead people floating in the abyss of the ship. It's very didn't feel the need to uh, whip the shirt off and really sort of David Hasselhoff out into the surf and pull this poor man out. A bit of David Chokerche, a little bit of no. There's a few people doing that. The choker chair, I'll tell you what, mate, I know enough about it. I'm a, I'm a pretty decent swimmer. The, the man that goes out often is the one that drowns. Mm, got to be smart. You got the basket there. Because I had the fisherman's it. basket. But what they do is they then push on the person trying to save them. It's actually, that's a thing. You shouldn't, unless you can really. Oh, yeah, like, they, like, they push your yeah. head under, like trying to. Yeah. Did you have the uh, the fish sticks or the or the prawns? What did you have there? Calamari rings? Yeah, it was the full, the full capacity. Where the full, the full, how's your father? Wow, you probably the big, paid the big boy. dollar for that, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to go. Die I just said to the lady down the front. I said, that, "I said, geez, that that was a, whew, I said, geez, that That's was a big finish to our evening." She said, "It actually happens a little bit more than you sort of realise." <laughs> and I went, "It happens quite a bit." Oh, yeah, love. We'll book. Uh, we'll book. We'll book the next three nights here. I'll get a show here. It's good. It's fucking oh. terrible, Maker. Terrible. terrible. Don't know why, but I just, I just, they, but they didn't mention anything. They didn't even say, "Hey, as a matter of respect, maybe let's all just stop the." F- and no, no, because they're fucking. They're dishing out eighty dollars. Cruise ships will do. They won't be. They, they wouldn't tell you. Fifty people have died of COVID on this ship, and you've still got seven nights. They wouldn't tell you. They just wouldn't. No, no. They under the rug. Mm, they'd like. But yeah, I'm. Uh, anyway. I'm exposing it. I'm exposing it here on the Straits Hottest Pod. Let's push on, Matthew. We've got a lot to talk about. My word, we do. Where do you want to start here? I'll. Uh, I reckon we probably just go through the Mako Multi from the week before. Pry, 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 Michael Pry, or what would Richard you like Pry? to do? Let's just start off with last week, Matthew. We've gone gangbusters on the socials. I want to just give a quick shout oh, out to ourselves. Yes, 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 I also yes. just want to give a quick shout out, Matthew, mm. to uh, mm. our man, who's I reckon he's a he's a he's a cock hair away from becoming a friend of the pod. This man, <laughs> the goat of Australian MMA, as we talked about last week, we uh, really got right around him. 
Alexander the Great Volkanovsky. Uh, yes. Put the reel out on the socials. The reel's gone viral, Matthew. It's it struck a chord with the Australian public. It must be said, and uh, I liked it. It got all the way back to the great man himself. And I'm going to just give you a little inside tip. I don't like divulging too much private information on this podcast, but my uh, my phone might have gone ding 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 at one point a few days ago, and I might have uh, had a little DM there into our message box was Alexander the Great Volkanovsky just tipping his hat to the boys, giving us a little bit of a shout out. And I tell you what, Matthew, the bodily fluids that just exited (laughs) my body straight into the undergarments, they're still at the dry cleaner. They cannot forget, Matthew. (laughs) These these Reg Grundies are gone. They're going to have to go in the bin because they are soiled. You would have had twins if Samantha was in striking distance and they would have been Volk 1, Volk 2, or yep. I don't know what you would have called them, but it would have been a tribute. No, it's um, it's good because like a, a friend of the pod, Harry, uh, said that we're now out of message request jail with him, which means he would have no, had to have been tipped off that it had happened because he wouldn't see everything. Stuff would just go to earth. And he's had to actually been tipped off and then gone and found it and then replied. So he might – well, look, what we were saying, it, 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 it doesn't just – like you said, it struck a chord because it doesn't just affect it, – it's it's not just him, it's the actual sport, right? And that's Absolutely. why all these fighters have actually gone, well, hang on, what, what, what's been said there is actually very accurate. There's uh, – mm-hmm. and like we said, there's the suck-off media, though, that pretend when it, when it suits them, but there's no actual respect or accolades for these absolute world-class athletes and the fact that – He's gone through message jail for us to then reply is big, I reckon. I got big. nervous though, Matthew, because once he replied to me, as you said, I'm out of the request jail now. But then I'm thinking, uh-oh, the vault might be just flicking back through the message history of about the 60 to 70 million thousand times I've tagged him in. It's just outrageous stories over the years. Yeah. He's going to yes. see all that. So I hope I haven't uh, scared him off with some of the tags we've done over the over the time. But I don't think no, so. No, but you, you haven't done it over the years this. because uh, your well, it's been podcast page has only been – Yeah, so – I reckon fine. there was still about 50 tags. I went up, I went, oh, wow, he's going to see all that. But that's okay. The Vox, he knows good boys when he sees to build his, We're trying to build his he platform, knows. trying to build the sports platform, trying to build the Aussies. He's not to build his platform. He's building it himself. But what we're trying to do is shine some fucking light onto the man that's actually, like we said, the greatest athlete at the moment in this country. And maybe there's in an argument country. to say Ever. that his body of work stacks up against anyone's body of work. And, I, I, you know, these people that go to the Olympics and win like five gold medals, do you know what? Yeah, it's an amateur sport. So you can almost say, you know, you're not getting paid. So really? Is it, anyway, but, you know, like there's all these, these multi-medalists and things what like that that up? people will throw in. Alex Volkanovsky versus Ian No, well, those people right will say now, like, yeah, like Ian Thorpe and that. And then you go, well, that's t- – it just annoys me because, like, that's the sort of stuff. It, it does. Is he Australian? Is he Australian? No, he's, American. No, he's, a, he's, he's very American. Mick Fanning. Mick Fanning. Mick Fanning's He's better great, than Mick Fanning. Volko Fanning. would fucking put a fucking shark in a headlock. Mick Fanning, he Mick Fanning uh, when, he, when he got to the elite surf circuit, has lost. Our man yeah, hasn't. Well, he's yes. lost. Yeah, exactly. He lost once about a, no, a million years ago. Bloody no, 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 but since he got to the UFC, he he's not lost. Yeah. Hasn't he hasn't lost. lost in 21 fights, 22 fights. No. He's the best. Uh, this podcast best. knows it. He knows that we know it. And I reckon just keep your eye on the boys because at some point it's going to happen. He's going to be on here and we're just going to sit here like mutants because we can't talk to the great man. I'm so nervous. Nah, we'll be fine, mate. We, we can talk to him. Have all. a few drinks. We can talk to him all. We can. He's talk. a good man. He's a good talker, and we're good talkers, and we're good interviewers. And it's just a fucking. We're getting him on. You did mention a cockhead, but he might be sponsored by Manscaped. He might not have any cockheads, hence why he isn't committed. 
That could Probably be a problem. Right. He'd be bored. He'd be shy. He'd be trimmed down there, I reckon. He'd be trimmed. <laughs> I'm just happy that he's he's really doing the ball brand. He's doing the brand beautifully. Bald Vogue, mate. Be- he's he's Taya, become bald. a new fighter. Never, never been a better team. Bald's the Vogue thing. You, if, Taya, if you haven't got feathers like you, 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 you're an idiot to have this halfway hair. You've got to be bald or have long, illustrious feathers. All these years I wasted with the halfway hair. It's a, it's a joker's area, I reckon. The halfway. You've got to spread area. awareness to the halfway hair. Mate, you waste a lot of your best years with the halfway hair. You either commit or you commit. Mm. Don't don't just be sitting there and just be sort of going, oh, I like a little faint here and there and do a little buffon. No, you, no, you grow it long or you get it off. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I like it. I like it, Matthew. Let's, uh, so, let's just anyway, push on. Yeah. We love and you, And by the way, you did, you. Did, you did get a like from you. another one of your favourites. Oh, yeah. Oh, fucking Jesus Christ. We went that viral. Right, we also got a bloody little... Cheeky like from the style bender. I tell you what, I was uh, I was like a giddy schoolgirl over that little day there when I was getting all this stuff happening. I see the style bender. I went, oh boy, oh, oh boy, baby. on the radar. I'm not even. Wonder if he heard our rant bender. about him. I hope so, because I fucking love him. Gee whiz, Jeez, where, even I look. Even I went to bat for him. Very Absolutely. strong. I think he might have heard it. So look, it's all happening. Once these pop of people start getting on the radar, I reckon it's just we're going to the moon, Matthew. I, for one, reckon Elon Musk will be behind the moon trip because once he gets it, he'll, he'll invest because he only invests in things that go to the moon. He'll... <laughs> he fucking will, the big Elon. Be a third, imagine the third man. And the third man is Elon. It'd be big. Elon. He'd be Elon a strange Elon. man, Elon. I wonder if he knows anything about it. He's probably some sort of psychopath that can fight because he's like, you have like, he could have the Volk training him. He could pay the Volk a billion dollars to be quit. Mm-hmm. Fighting and training. Do you reckon he quit? That's a question for you. He went up to the vault and said, here's a billion dollars. You you don't fight anymore. You're just now living with me 24-7 trainer for a billion until I've had enough. Interesting to put it to someone, a billion. It's hard to say no to, but the vault's about legacy. He's about legacy, Matthew. Billions billions the Portnoy angle, the the family, the generational wealth. That's legacy too. Fuck. It's interesting. I hope he doesn't offer him that because then we won't see the man fight anymore. <laughs> well, maybe. But, yeah, I don't. That might be the only way you get rid of him, in America. And that, then that, if then he offered us like, you... a billion to do no more podcasts. Would you take it? No. This we got to have the loyalty. I know, I know the, the value. Legacy. I know the value podcast, of this podcast. Yeah, legacy. Yeah, billion dollars. This podcast we'll would be valued more take than it and leave if, it, mate. in the coming. Anyway, we've self-sucked enough for a minute, and uh, I've quite enjoyed it, but I don't know if the listeners have, so we'll move on. Do you as to, Actually, not. do you want to continue the self-suck into the multi? Oh, yeah, self-suck really? away, mate. Talk about multis. Yeah. Talk about astute betting, just getting so on the I think for the, the, right for the last path. six events, we've only got four tips wrong. Five I think we're probably wrong. running at about like 22 and four or something in the last sort well, of fourteen and seven, te- 14 of 17, and then we had All the right. – um, well, we're 18 and if you want to include my three. Pereira and just take, so it, then you, yeah, because I, I put Pereira and not Strickland, so tip him. And then count we that, had the voided leg. So, like, we've. Um, we're about 20 and three at this point. And we just mm. went, yeah, as we, we, we take it easy on the fight nights. We don't go the arachnid eight leggers. No, we so. just go a little no, no. cheeky, whatever I feel like on the yeah. day. We went four legs, yes. solid mm. bet. I think it was about 560 or something like that, end of the day. But uh, we went tick, 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 Matthew. The 560 pre ding, ding, ding. yes. Yes. Jackpot. You ever watch Sex in the City? Well, you're a Sex in the City guy, aren't you? I was, yeah. I haven't seen the movies, though. You know, 
no, no, the show, Samantha, the real slutty one, when she like, yeah, I think she was going out with a firefighter, and he, he pulled the pants down and unleashed a thumper, and she went, ding, 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 jackpot. <laughs> That's what I went with, ding, 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 jackpot. When we hit the four that Lego Matthew, whoa, what a whoa! Have you ever seen someone? Absolute... Nah, she was a good independent modern woman before her time. No, I loved her, she but she was a whoa. Used to sit on big thumpers, and it was great for yeah. fucking a, a teenager watching. Who a was that bit guy that uh, that well-known actor? He wasn't the fireman, but he had the thumper too. She always was dating guys with thumpers in that show. Like the guy, like he was the suave one with a suit. I'm not talking about Mr. Big. I, I'm not. A, I'm Mr. not a Big new. It was another Damn guy. There was another Hua. She the one that one. Yeah, the Hua one. The one that she did, had another yeah, big guy. She had a guy was, like a businessman in a suit, but he was a real that businessman. Yeah, the prick him. one, but he had the big peen yeah. too. That's why she yeah, hung, he was, hung he around. He was a real piece of work, that bloke. <laughs> she had a strict peen um, clause. She liked a big, uh, big sizable rod. Do you reckon the, the managers of actors play – do you reckon they play a part in getting them roles where they sort of talk up the, the yeah. dong size? Because that would, that would have a flow-on effect with super fans of that show. Women would just want to have sex with that man because of the dong from the show. But it might not I be a ding-ding-ding so. jackpot. Mm. Could be a oh boy. Might be that's a, a, might be a null be and a void. Brother of brother of Adam, um, micro. Anyway, anyway, we fizzled out there. So look, <laughs> leg one, Kennedy in Zetchiku. Kennedy in Zetchiku. I knew he yeah. was going to win it, Matthew, because I've seen him in the oh, past, yes. and I knew he's got mm. what it takes. He's got heavy hands, and he's got a fucking granite chin. He took all of our uh, man Ulberg shots and just ate them. So I knew he was a chance, mate. I knew he was a chance. Yes. He got the yes. job done. Leg one, got lovely, it. right? Tick. Then, I tell you what, then we're going to move on mm. into a friend of the pod, the hooligan, Jamie mm-hmm. Malarkey, our man, friend of the podcast. He was in an absolute knock em, What is it? Knockdown, drag him out. Suck them off war, this was. This was an absolute fucking belter. Three rounds from hell. Jamie Malarkey, Michael Johnson. It was a tight one. Tell you what, it came down to the uh, the split decision in the end. But our man, the hooligan, got the job done. That second round, he had fucking Michael Johnson on skates. I don't know how Michael Johnson ate that. It was fucking pretty annoying, to be honest. I thought he was going to get the finish. Didn't quite get it. But uh, our man, Matthew, how good was that, though? Like He's got a. He's just never in a boring fight. He... He fights. He's a he's a warrior. That's a word I'd give him. Malaki is a man who just. I think he said after the fight, like, "What the fuck?" He uh, he just sort of strayed from the game plan because it's too much fun, Matthew. It's too much fun. He lives and breathes well, this shit, and it's fantastic to watch. I'm just glad that he had Michael Johnson on his skates and not in his athletic trainers because if he had him in his trainers, uh, the man of that ilk on the running track, Michael Johnson, talk about Olympians, uh, that would be mm. unbelievably hard for him in a in a fight. But no, that was um. That's a sort of fight you don't want to get into too often, though. I don't think as a as a um, competitor. But what happened was he, he he had to dig deep, and he dug deep. And I was actually very nervous from that initial when he got dropped. I thought, oh no, oh no, I, I should admit that. I went, oh no. oh no, but then managed to just hold on and just I don't know. Yeah, I, these guys are different breeds, Mako. They're just different breeds, and um, a lot of other fighters would have well, quit in that first round. I reckon 100%. I've seen it before. You've and seen it's... it before. It's because we know the work he's put in, Matthew. We know how hard he's – he had the uh, unfortunate result against Jalen Turner a few months back. We knew that was a bit of a heartbreaker, but we've seen what Jalen Turner's been doing to blokes. So, in reflection, you know, no shame in that loss at all. So, we know the work he's been putting in back at uh, Central Coast MMA with Ross Pearson down there really just training him up. He's a killer, our man Malarkey. And when he did get caught with that one early in the first – or halfway through the first <clears> – <throat> excuse me – 
Oh, yeah, I was a, I was a bit ups- oh, I was fucking. I was a bit flat. I thought, oh no, he. he mm. Oh, but mate, I tell you what, he dug deep. He grabbed. I think he just grabbed on for dear life. Got through it because I was expecting the ref to come in. Thank God he didn't. And he showed that he's a fucking got the heart of a lion because then bang back on the feet. He clipped Johnson late in the round and had him fucking on Wobble Street at the end of the first Wobble round. Street. And he had that round had on continued. Plate. Jelly on a plate. Michael Johnson was wobbling. And our man Malarkey absolutely torched him in the second round. It was a clinic. Absolutely. So, yeah, anyway, fucking and he's what back a on the winners. That's... Tick. Exactly. Just get the tick. Fantastic. Just fucking fantastic from you. You want to talk about our punting we... prowess? But the, the people we've had on this podcast hasn't been many L's. Minimal L's, mate. I'll tell you what, we pick them. We pick them on this mm. pod. And we'll get him back on, I hope. I reckon we'll get him back know, on at some he, point he, talking he, about that. Because to, I'm sure he'd love to That's come the back. type of fight you just want to talk about because you just want to know what goes through a bloke's mind when you're just in a fucking scrap like that. I couldn't imagine, I couldn't fathom what it would feel like. No, I couldn't. I couldn't fathom it because I get gassed when I have blokes trying to wrestle me in football. I'm like, fuck, mm-hmm. this is the worst. And then imagine they're trying to knee your head off or submit you or punch your fucking temple Till it's obliteration. So I, did, yeah, no, nah, I don't even know how it happens. Really, um, mm-mm, 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 probably don't want to find out either, Mako Shark. Look, there was a bit of controversy online. Oh, split decision. Every time there's a fucking close fight in the UFC now, you just get a cavalcade of losers calling robbery. I don't think these people know what the definition of the word robbery is, Matthew. A robbery is when someone who clearly lost the fight gets robbed, but it doesn't work in a fight that's literally razor close, like. I wasn't sure which way it was going to go because, as I said, round one could have gone either way, Matty. Like, we're biased. We love the hooligan. But even we were like, fuck, it's close. It's fucking yeah, no, close. I, I thought know. he was winning the round with leg kicks. He was piecing up Johnson early. Then Johnson got the fucking knockdown. But then Malaki got up. He knocked him down, and then he finished the round on top. So I thought, mm, there's a fair chance he might get that round. And that's not yeah. a robbery, Matthew. That's just the judges no. on the day could have seen it literally either way because then round two was obviously Malaki. Round three was Johnson. No qualms in that. So to call robbery on that and call into question Malaki's fucking performance and his victory, it, it pisses me off. Even Michael Johnson was getting a bit lippy on Instagram. And I just think it was, was sh- a little bit disrespectful. I didn't see that. Yeah, okay. He was buying into the, I got robbed clearly, this is bullshit, blah, blah, blah. Everyone's going to do some- No, you want to talk about like what could have been a robbery? Go back to fucking Josh Coolabow's fight a few weeks back and that fucking judge who scored it against him. Now that is a fucking robbery if you want to know what a robbery is. That's Thank a robbery. God the second judge didn't fucking do that because it would have been an actual robbery. This was not a robbery. This was a razor-close fight between two blokes evenly matched, and that's just the way the cookie crumbled, and the hooligan got the win. Bad time one for the good boys. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. No, anyway, so we're uh, tick-tick, 2-2, two, two. and then we move on to the uh, nothing needs to be s- – I'm going to do this little last uh, segue here. Nothing needs mm-hmm. to be said Namagamedov because yeah, we know he's going to win. His name's Very Omega good. And they don't he doesn't lose. lose. They don't lose. No, they don't lose. So we're just no point in lose. talking just about tick. it. We're tick. three from three. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we move on to the main event. We went our boy, the Wiz Fizz, Matthew. Raphael <laughs> Fiziev against Men Raphael in those hats don't lose. Campanios. Those hats are undefeated, Matthew. It's pretty People obvious. don't realise that we're podcasting in them. That's why our show's going so well. We're both wearing them right now. The big old <laughs> sable hats from Battery Park. These Battery things are great. Park specials. Um, uh, but it was a good fight, Matthew. Jeez, it was a good fight. It was a quality what was fight. Your, was, uh, uh, what was your thoughts when fight? it was going into the five, well, the fifth round, I should say. The, not big, the, uh, the Wiz Fizz looked good early. 
first probably three mm-hmm. rounds, I think he looked good. Dos Anjos, the, the wily veteran that he is, started to really find his groove in the fourth round. Was looking very good. It looked like the whiz fizz maybe was starting to fade. That was what a lot of people were thinking. All right, what's going to happen in the mm. fifth round then? But boom, whiz fizz got the stoppage. Popped him, dropped him, referee jumped in. He got the win. We got the multi. Tick, 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 tick. Four from four. Paying off. Uh, if you got on, we actually had someone jump in. A, a fan of the pod. Shout out to you, Mr. Fan of the pod. I can't quite. Uh, Albert, maybe? Forgot your name right now. But uh, you've jumped in. I love this. I love this, Matthew. A, uh, a listener has jumped into the DMs, shown me his bloody receipt. He won big on the back of the boys. The Mako multi got up for him. And I hope there's more of you out there. I hope all of you are eating well because you're jumping on the tips, Matthew. Because this was a. Uh, it made my day on Sunday to see that. <laughs> it's good. Well, I just assumed that people were getting on them because you'd be an, you'd be an imbecile not to. So it's good that someone has actually said yes. Got no. on. Who? Another friend of the pod, our man, Jack, Josh the Kamikaze Coon. I, I won't go into uh, too many details, but he had a nice little multi-win on the weekend that he divulged to me as well. He won big, the Kamikaze. He's a uh, very astute better himself. Shout out to him. He had a big day on the punt. And uh, hey, you, you, like divul- you like divulging uh, private DNMs, don't you? you well, uh, loose, loose lips to make a shark. Gee, we here. <laughs> well, no, no. Why are you just uh, telling you things in confidence? Getting around he, us in confidence he, of your age, uh, baby. <laughs> no, no, he had a good day on the punt. So shout out to him. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna, uh, we're gonna really sort of maybe get involved in a little punt club or something because he knows what's going on. Well, that's what this so is. Do we. That's what this segment is. It is. It is a punt club for the listeners. <laughs> anyway, so tick, win, boom. You mentioned the rock, he rocked him, socked him, like the Arnold Schwarzenegger, rock him, sock him. Remember in uh, Jingle Away, the rock him, sock him. Rock him, the little arms, the robot, robot yeah. arms. With Oost, the little... uh, ball man. <laughs> yep. The rock him, sock him. Anyway, um, great. Great is a win. Ooh. And like we said, it's a win for the... Um, a win for the, the 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 good guys for once, and yep. we've been close. But I uh, would you like to preview the UFC now, or would you like me to talk about the heavyweight boxing, Michael? Michael Maker, what would you yeah, like? Yeah, throw a bit of boxing in. Let's, let's, uh, let's so it was an early start. It was an early start. It was scheduled to be uh, the event started at four a.m. Sunday morning, and um, I'm not going to lie, listeners, don't lie to them. I didn't get up at four a.m. Never going to, because normally gonna these lie. things go forever. Right, they do. Normally, this fight would come out at ten thirty or something. Anyway, happen to wake up about seven when the little man Leo. Shout out to Leo. He apparently, he loves because when they uh, Tasha's driving, she listens to the show. Don't know how good that is for our son's ears with the swearing and all that. But anyway, he loves it. No, no, he's no. right. So shout out yep. to the great little uh, king and and goat in the the Leo because he uh, he woke me up at seven. And if he didn't, I wouldn't have checked my tweets. And there was an Eddie Hearn going diabolical result in the second last fight, which must have been an early finish or something, ring walk in 20. I went, okay, I'm up. So I went down. And, mm, so I got the, uh, the 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 wake up for the ring walk. But um, I probably should say who I'm talking about. I'm talking about uh, Chisora yes. and Pulev too. And uh, it was um, it was very reminiscent. Do you remember the Joseph Parker-Chisora fight where he would get hurt and then would walk back to the ropes and welcome the punishment and then would just throw these wild punches that would connect and then get him back in the fight. Then the bell would mm-hmm. go, and then they'd go mm-hmm. back, then they'd come back to the middle, 
and then Pulev, but at the time it was Parker, but this week, this time it was Pulev, we'll get on top, and then he'd go, all right, I'm going back to the ropes here, back I go, and come on, come at me, and then as he come at him, he hit him with a monster punch, and then the round would end in his favour. Well, that happened again. It was quite odd how same it happened. Old and Interesting. Same old script, but different result for Chisora, because he actually... Uh, Whilst in the Parker fight where he lost by doing that because he left his uh, his run a bit late and it was very odd, just a very strange fight. Um, he uh, no, he got the, he got the rub with the judges, which I think is just horrific for him because he probably should have retired after the Parker fight. He's starting to get a bit long in the tooth, and if you've heard of the the podcast I've talked about a little bit on this crime in sports, they did one on him. Mm. He used to be a pretty mm-hmm. bad man. He's got his life clean away from all that stuff, but. He's had a lot of damage to that head, and heavyweights mm. hit very hard, and he got hit with some monsters. Um, yeah, he's 39, I think, Chisora. Pool level was 41. It was actually a battle of attrition in the end, and both men stood up. It was quite, yeah, if, I don't know how these guys do 12 rounds being hit so hard and so heavy. It wasn't the world's te- most technical fight there, Mako Shark, but it was one to watch with blokes displaying uh, unbelievable amounts of heart and courage. And Chisora yes. got the got the result. I'd actually like Chisora to – I would love uh, Big Daddy Lucas to fight Chisora. Yeah, that sounds nice. He's fought uh, Dillian White, Big uh, Big Daddy, and been sparked. And, uh, yeah. Well, that's a fucking he's on a little fight, run, though. He's on, he's on a little run himself. Well, he was a world champion, Mako Shark. So those, those are the fights when you're a world champion. They're the fights you've got to have. And, yeah, he got the face down, one of those ones where it's – Oh boy, ambulance sort of uh, stuff. Oh but boy, um, I'd yeah. like to see Big Daddy on a man in form, a man in knockout form, fight a man that's got a heart the size of him and the courage. That, that'd actually be a very good fight. So with yep. uh, with uh, Eddie, friend of the pod, being a friend of Jasora and a man that looks after him and is a man that wants to invest in the Australian scene, that's a sort of fight you want to talk about uh, getting eyeballs on that. And he may look, look at Jasora, his antics out of the ring, in the build-up of fights, is as strange as anyone, and uh, that would be one that would get a lot of uh, attention here with the media. I'd say, Mr. Edward Hearn, as I like to call him, he's he's friend of the boys now, so we might just fire off a text, Matthew, and I'm sure he'll be waiting for it, and we'll just get that fight. We'll get that fight signed up. I reckon we've got the pool these days. No, I I think that that that's something that will happen. Um, the uh, the um, the big daddy has been. I think there'll be a fight announced for him soon. He's been doing a lot of teasing on his uh, Instagram mm. there, Mako. A lot of teasing. Like Who do you want to see me fight? The tease, like a little teaser. tickle, tickle, little tickle, tickle, cuppy, cuppy, all that. Um, uh, in between doing sort of sexy, I'm big daddy brown photos that he does. It's very strange. He's the most strangest. <laughs> I, I really yeah. like him. He, Unusual he operator. Like, tra- videos of him training. Questions to the fans. Does the whole sort of Q and A, and then it might just be like a sort of thirst trap photo. Out of the, yeah, yeah, sexy <laughs> selfie out of the out of the blue. It's Big quite man. a it's quite it's quite a journey. Big thirst the, uh, it's thirst trapping, um, and really going one on one with our mate Big Daddy on thirst trapping that we need more of because that's what would mm. get the the ratings up for all sorts of uh, these wrestling promotions in Australia. Get Big Daddy on a thirst trap Friday and uh, release one a week. Anyway, I've gone a bit off uh, kill there. But no, Jasora got the win. Uh, it was a great fight. Credit to both men. I think both men should retire. They won't because they're boxers and they get the big money. when they, and Especially Paul Ebb will be yeah. like, well, I pushed you, so I'll go again against someone. And uh, 
yeah, heavyweight boxing doesn't really disappoint, I don't reckon. I'll talk about another heavyweight boxer that is disappointing me, and that's uh, my man, Tyson Fury. He's annoying me, Mako Shark. He's consistently annoying me. He's doing all sorts of the opposite of what he actually does in the ring. You know, he talks in the and actually backs up everything when he fights, but at the moment, he's just absolutely everything he says he's contradicting himself within a matter of 48 48 hours and it's annoying the shit out of me so i'll come out of retirement and fight for half a billy right that was what we last reported now he said i'll fight joshua for free he's a bum and it's just like mate just shut the fuck up just shut the fuck up please like please 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 just stick to one i don't care if you don't want to fight anymore you've earned that right you're a freak you're an absolute generational fighter and i love your ability and i love your antics but just these little things are starting to annoy me. That's all. It's just like stick to one thing, Mako Sharks, all I ask. Or stick with it for a week. Yeah. Not, not well, sort of 36 to Not too hours. much to ask, is it? Not too much to no. ask. He, I think he must sometimes probably just forgets what he says because he says so much stuff all the time. He's got so much sort of junk to say. He probably forgets the last <sighs> thing he said and he just he goes on a tangent and he ends up contradicting the, himself, the big fella. But that's okay. Like, it's all a bit of fun, isn't it? We'll see. He'll be back it is. Hearing. I'm not fine. No, no, I know. But it's just like, it just sort of, it just makes a little bit of a, it just makes himself a little bit silly and leaves himself open for all the anti-Fury I guys. Go, this guy's a fucking imbecile. And it just annoys me because he's such a good, he, he he's so good at predicting what he's going to do or telling you what he's going to do in a fight and backs it up every single time. It's just, I just wish he just didn't feel a need to be in the media all the time, just it's like sometimes just don't say something. It's more powerful to not say something than to have to say something to feel like you're still relevant. You've still got those belts that you've got. You haven't, like, you haven't, he hasn't gotten rid of them. It's so that, you're very uh, relevant. It's that song, Matthew. It's that song. Mm. You're going to sing me a song? You say, you say it best when you say nothing, <laughs> say nothing at, all. at all. Great song. Maybe Tyson should uh, get a bit of that into his ears. Well, who sings that? Is yeah. that our human nature? Yeah. No, oh, it's that boys. Irish group. It's that Irish boys group. Um, it's the English version. Um, not look, five, I can't um, quite name who it is, but it's a lovely five song. Ta- not think Five Town. Five, that's not, Johnny Drama's movie, Five Town. Not in my town. <laughs> not any of my five towns. <laughs> that was good. I led you into that beautifully. No, it's that. Um, it. We know him. That's where that Rowan guy got his start. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's, yeah. He's Simple Rowan, fact. What are they called? That's not even a band either. Simple Simply fact. Red. I'm talking about. Simple fact. <laughs> I'm going to Google it. Fucking filibuster. Rowan, say the, the little the sort of redhead Irish bloke. You say no. Here we say go. Nothing. Here it comes. Ronan Keating. There it is. There I it knew was. It. You knew it. You had it there. Paul Keating. Yeah, Rowan. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Oh, boy. Okay, UFC preview time. UFC multi. It's going to be just a four-legger, mm. is it, today? What do you, what do you got yeah, for me? potentially be a cheeky four-legger. Let me see how I'm feeling as I go up the card here, Matthew. Okay. Can you please okay. get the Palmabet app for me? The best app in the game, the most user-friendly, intuitive app in the game, the Palmabet Gamble Responsibly app. Can you please get it up for me, Matthew? Getting it open. It's beautifully fluent. We're going to uh, – it's just a fucking fantastic app. Tell you what. This is going to be a, a okay. multi. It's going to be a responsible multi, Matthew. Prelims. I'm just going yeah. to go on quickly. The uh, bit of a prelim. One to watch out for, man. It's going to be a good fight. We've got two young up, not yep. up and comers, I guess, but uh, a couple of hot shots. Mm-hmm. Jack Tank Shaw, Matthew, the Welshman. Jack Tank Shaw, 16 and 0, he is. He's yep. on a tear. Got he's, him. A, uh, he's got a bit of hype behind him. It's going to be a fight, mate. He. Uh, 
He gets the job done. He's 2-0 in the UFC. At the, no, sorry. Uh, correct me. I am wrong. He is a fuckload and 0 in the UFC. He's 5-0 and in the UFC. Sorry about that. One, mm-hmm. two, three, four, five, and oh, in the UFC currently. He's up against another hot shot, Ricky Simone. You remember Ricky Simone? Hey, he had a really good performance in his last outing, and he called out Sugar Sean. I, I didn't mind it. That's right. He beat a Sun Sour. He really fucked him with an uppercut. He did. He did beat and a I like what I was seeing with Ricky Simone. He's got a little bit of spunk about him. He's, uh, what's he? He's won his last four fights. His last loss come against Rob Font and then Uriah Faber. So he's lost to some really heavy hitters. But since then, he's gone bang, 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 bang. And I think he might just check palm bit for you, Matthew. I think dollar, Ricky Simone uh, might be paying value. Who's that? fifty-eight for your man. And uh, I'll just get the Simone. Simone's yeah, so tank's favorite. Who, who do you want? Do you want, yeah. do you want, who do you, do you want Geordie Shaw in there or do you want Rick, Ricky Simone? Geordie's sure, right? He's the man with all the hype. He's 16-0. and 0, But I just think people might be slipping on our like man, it. Ricky Simone. A bit of value. As I said, he's lost to fucking Rob Font and Uriah Faber going back away. Since then, he's gone four straight. He put on that absolute performance against the Sunset, which I quite liked. Jack Shaw, though, he's a bit of a fucking bit of a savage. So it could be a good fight. But I think for the punters, for the value, I want Ricky Simone. I want him in. He's in. Can you put he's him in? in? He's in. I like it. Then we're going to move on, Matthew. This is a fight that got called off a couple of weeks back. Misha, the cupcake Tate up against Lauren Murphy. I'm not a big Lauren Murphy guy, Matthew. I, I don't know about you. You've given, we've given Lauren Murphy a, uh, a, a bake on here before. Um, she leaves herself. I'm just trying to, find the, trying to find the odds for this one. They're all over the shop at the minute. Uh, there it is. I hope it's yep, in there. Yep. There it is. Cupcake she just tate, looks like 50. she should be down at the, uh, the diner. You know, just at the end of the bar, sort of just glassing careful. people like they get it. Careful, no, Rico no, Show. No, I have to be careful. She just doesn't look like a, uh, a UFC. I know what you're trying she... to say, and the listeners get it, I reckon. The listeners are clever enough to go with what you just... pick up what you're throwing out there. She looks like she's down there just belting up your mum or something. So she's up against Misha Tate, who we all know Misha Tate. She's a, she's one of the greats, to be honest, the cupcake. Yeah. She's back. She's back yeah. in action. I reckon she's going to get the job done here, Matthew. Can you stick her in the multi, please? She's in. Yeah, nice, nice. And Is then it? we're going to move on. We've got uh, Michelle, the karate hottie, Watterson, up against Amanda Lamos. I just think Lamos can get the job here, Matthew. I know I'm going two women's fights, which is unusual, but I reckon Lamos, she's got what it takes. Michelle Watterson, I don't know. She's up and down. She's very up and down. Oh, I'm, I'm, a, big uh, Watterson. I'm a big Michelle Watterson. I like her. I, I like her. I like her too, but you go back the to The odd makers don't like record. her, though. No, they don't at all. For probably for good reason. $3, She's struggling a little $3. bit. Three dollars eighty-one. But she does train yeah. with our uh, friend of the pod. Oh, she is, isn't she? She's a uh, mm. Angerfist friend mm. of the pod. Yeah, right. But I don't know if I should let my heart overwhelm. No, my it brain. didn't work. It did, the, Matthew. Uh, last time you went the other way, though, it didn't work out. With the um, you went your brain over your heart. So you really don't know what you want to do here. Because when you went with Strickland, wow. that was a brain call, not a heart move. Uh, that was a brain call, wasn't it? Yeah. Your brain's let me down that one. But I just think Lamos. There you say, Lamos. You got, you got a pretty good. You got a pr- John John Lamos. <laughs> Have mercy, Matthew. I think she's going to win the Brazilian. Put her in for Let's me. Let's put her in. Don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. I think she's going to win. And then we move to the main. This is going to be a belter main, man. This is what we want to get to. The main card, the main event. Brian Ortega. Versus mm. Yair Rodriguez. This is a fucking fight. This is the height. This is the uh, the two best that aren't Vulcan Holloway. This is the next two best really going head-to-head. This is going to be a fucking belter, I reckon. This is going to be a great fight. Yeah. 
we've seen what Brian Ortega done uh, in his yep. last fight. He probably uh, probably needs a bit more credit, even though he did get pieced up by Volkanovski. He almost had the win there with the. Uh, with the that's about as close. Fuck. That's about as close, close as anyone's as... been. No one's ever been even remotely that close no. to finishing Alexander Volkanovsky. No. And even still, he like was still there after five rounds, after getting his face smashed in. He was up and about in the fifth. He was still there. He put on a pretty bloody good performance, Matthew. So for mine, he's a bit of a uh, he's a bit of a slickster. I like Brian Ortega. He's uh, got that like sort of Chicano too. vibe. He's a little Mexican yeah. Los Angeles That's kind of dude. Of... He's got the hot rods. He wears shirts like you're wearing right now. <laughs> I like his the vibe. He's special. got the miso. He's got the missile. Miso. Also, the yeah. UFC fighter. She's a bit spunky. They're a good-looking couple, Matthew. If they ever Spunker. felt like they could go down the uh, the OnlyFans route, they make a few bucks, I reckon, because few people would like to see what. <laughs> well, goes we've on got a, we've got we've got uh, our friend of the friend of the pod, uh, Cam Beige. Just we should put them in contact. Get a little sort she of. She could jump in. Make collab. it a three-way a collab. Collab that up with the Cam Beige, but uh, Ortega is my Giraffe. boy. <laughs> well, they're both where else yeah, no, she's, she, she stands six eight. So. He's about, yeah, no. Look, but Yair Rodriguez, Matthew, he's coming off that. Uh, is he coming off the loss to Holloway? He, isn't, he hasn't fought since. That no, was a hasn't. fucking war. He hasn't fought since the war with Holloway. He's paying a dollar sixty-two. So he's favourite, is he? Or is yeah. Ortega a dollar sixty? Who's favourite? Uh, sorry, Ortega's a dollar sixty-two and Yair's yep. two dollars thirty-one. Sorry, there. Sorry, okay, yeah. so it's value there for Yair because he's a savage as well. He's kicks. He's he's just a striking. He's an assassin. But mm. I'm going to go with my man Brian T City or Taker Matthew. Brian. How do you feel about it? I like Brian. it. How do you, Brian? I, I like, like it. it. I think it's a safe tip. I think he's going to win. Like it's probably going to be a have, hell of a fight. That, let me have a look where we're at here. Four legs. Four legs. Um, Seven forty. It's pretty decent. Pretty That's good pretty for a four legger. Decent value with with Palmerbet. That they've they've actually looked after you, the the boys there. It's pretty decent for a four legger. I reckon we got a bit of value mate. there, man. Ricky Simone. That's probably why it's really. You could almost it suggest up. take your winnings from the last one and just put a little. Maybe just put. Don't put it all in. Put half in this one. Yeah. Yeah. If you've come off last week, four you build legger. Wealth. I funnel a few of your winnings into this week and just watch the wealth grow. Watch it grow. Um, well, and your head will grow if it, they keep winning. And uh, I hope you loaded. How much did you win last week? Personally, this week I didn't jump on my own bet. I uh, have to uh, <laughs> tighten. I got to tighten the, the the bootstraps, Matthew, with the child well, in here. With every bet the, you the put on, Mago Shark, it could be some. It could be a. It could be a pack of. Well, actually, it'd be one uh, nappy with how expensive they are. It'd be half Nappies a liter for your muzzy. Yeah, all that. Fucking all muzzy the... sucking down $2.70 petrol at the moment. It's just... <laughs> look, yeah, we're getting a lot of money coming in. We're getting oodles of money on the podcast, but it all goes back into the podcast, Matthew. It all goes back we in. We reinvest. So we always reinvest. We reinvest into this, mate. So, look, I don't always personally get in on every single multi. I'm just going to be honest with the listeners, but I'm giving the value to you. It doesn't mean I've got to jump on myself. Okay. Question without notice, mate, go sharp before we finish the pod because it's been a fantastic podcast, but I just want to... Back end of this year, give me, give me, give me, you can give me three fights you'd like to see. Question without across notice. Any, yep, across any form UFC. of combat sports, boxing, All UFC, right. women's, men's, them, he, she, she, he, whatever. All right. Well, one that springs off my head right now, I want, I think we all want, mm-hmm. I want my man Volkanovsky to go up and fight Oliveira. Yes. I just like love it. it. If they could do that, I think I'd be a really yep. happy sort of guy. 
Only yeah, if Oliveira's well, got the strap, though. Well, yeah, for the title. It's got to be for yeah, the title. Yeah. That's so who, that's you want him just to go up and fight the champ, regardless of who the fight champ the is, champ, really? If he has to. Yep. Yep. If that has yep. to happen, that has to happen. I'm actually I'm in agreement with that fight, so you can put that down for me. Oh, you've gone with me with that. I want to see – I just want to see Hamzat Shamayev back in the ring. I'd like to see him maybe against Colby Covington, someone like that. I'd like to see him just fucking wreck Colby Covington. I think it would be quite nice. Yep. Yeah. How's that for a fight? I always want That's my great. man Connor to come back. I'm looking forward say, to my man. Who do you want man. Connor to fight? Who would you like Connor to fight? <sighs> it's risky because he's probably. I get nervous. Chandler? I don't want him to get. I reckon Chandler's the guy. Yeah. I, I personally would like. I would like to see yeah. Conor McGregor fight Michael Chandler. That, that's what I, I. I'd like that. If I could pick anything outside, maybe a Nate Diaz trilogy just for the history of it, which doesn't look like it's going to happen. To be honest, he's going to be on Ariel Helwani tomorrow. He'll he'll and, tell uh, him who to knows get absolutely stuff. He's going to drop. He'll drop some bombs. I reckon he'll be like. In his in his patented way of speaking, um, mm-hmm. he'll drop a few choice words, I reckon. But yeah, you're right, Matthew. Connor versus Chandler—that is just fireworks because you just know it's going to be two men in the middle of the ring, just trading. And uh, Chandler gets hit. Don't you worry about that. Chandler leaves himself open. If Connor lands one, it could be uh, it could be all all she wrote there for Chandler. But on the other hand, Chandler could fucking he, he, oh, I don't know what a fight. It actually makes me excited thinking about it. Oh shit! Yes, I've got. Um, I'd like to see Tyson Fury fight one more fight for the all the belts. So whoever wins, I'd love that. Joshua Usyk, I want that. Right, I just want it because then he otherwise he'll keep talking and I'll end, end up disliking him. So I need that fight just for me. Need that's it. a selfish. But I think the boxing fans need it, and we probably would rather it against Usyk because Joshua's lost so often. So it's if he was undefeated, it'd be the best thing ever. But he's not. So I, as nah, a, yeah, it's lost I'd like him to go and cachet. I'd like him to punch the living, you know, what out of uh, Usyk and show him that you can't just come up to heavyweight and and, and tell us what it's like because the only man that can mm-hmm. do that is Costanza. Um, mm-hmm. I want to see the head splitter get another go at Zarafa this year. That that's after that oh, punch boy. last week, I, I saw it's had a million views. Uh, it's gone worldwide. That punch we're talking about, we're doing big numbers. That punch has gone absolutely astronomical. I uh, yeah, it did, it's on it? a million that that reel. So I would like right him to have. If he's going to have say two or three more this year, finish off. Let that, let him go and fight the other bloke. Go and fight for the belt and win it, and then fight your first defense against our man. That that's what I want, and I want our man to deliver that right hand. Fuck it, would be uh, amazing if that happened. Look, I don't I'm know just if it will. Speaking for one more, I'd like. I'd also like to see our our girl Arlene fight again against just Cyborg. Again. She'll be back in there pretty quick. Oh, against Cyborg, Cyborg. yeah, that'll be big. Yeah, yeah. I want. Yeah. Probably She'll probably happen, go back and wreck a few more a few more birds in the meantime, I would imagine. I also, just another one, I really want to see this fucking shocking bloke, John Jones, come back and fight my boy Francis. I really want to see that fight. I'd be uh, I'd be very excited for that one. Yeah, right. Yes, yes. Oh, yes, mm. big Franny. He's put on big some Franny. size, Franny. Have you seen how big he is? He's a unit, mate. Him versus Johnny Jones. If they get that going into the year, maybe early next year, I'd have fucking... A slight poonerv going into that. I'll be so excited. Oh, I'll be unbelievable. Just, so anyway, who knows just, what's just happen. a little anyway. question with that. Now, so I, might, I might do that to you in the coming I like weeks. It. Just throw a few. I like uh, it. I'll start thinking. You know, well, you know, just throw a question at you that we, we might not be prepared for. I think it's good to get the straight. Oh, up I also got one. Got one. <laughs> okay. It's not going to happen yes. though because he's a fucking coward. Yeah, I mean, Jake Matthews, Santiago Ponzinibbio, that fucking yeah, well, coward. That's- yeah, he's he gone won't. running. He's gone Usain Bolting away from Jake Matthews, blocking everyone. We're blocked on the uh, the socials, Pons and Nibio. You're a fucking, you're a snake in the grass, mate. Absolute snake in the grass. You can't take your, you can't take the acid. 
Can't take it. Can't, can't take, take it. I mean, we can't, can't take it, but we can give, definitely Jake give it. Kitchen. Mate, <laughs> we stand, we stand behind Jake on this pod. We stand behind him. If you're a fighter, fucking fight, mate. Gee whiz. Anyway. Not that hard. Anyway, oh, look, I'm happy with that. Uh, nice little end. Little questions with that notice, and then we ended up talking about it for 15 minutes. That's fine. <laughs> we can talk underwater on this podcast, Mako. You, you couldn't catch us ever off guard with anything. We'll have an answer and we'll have a, a reason behind it. I'll say another fantastic episode to you. I, I'd like to thank our, uh, our great guest, uh, uh, Nikita, for coming on. And again, like I said, rare. He, he'll be doing a lot more, though, don't you dare worry, because he's one of the guys that the media will latch on because he's got. The skill, he's got the look, he's got the right people, no limit behind him. Um, yeah, great episode by you, Mako Shark. I'll let you take us out. Love you. Bye. Love you, Matty C. Thank you again, Nikita Zoo. Thank you to the No Limits guys. You're all fucking great elite operators down there. Love what you do. Nikita Zoo, Ben Horn, July 20th. It's going down on a main event. Make sure you get that and then watch it. The Butcher's going to go 3-0 and it's going to be violent. And we're going to love it. And we love you at home. And if you're there, see us anywhere. Bloody Who the fuck is that guy?